Welcome to a Drop Tent Media Production. The Porcupine with Adam Nutter. Yo, what's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Porcupine. It's been a month. I took a month off. I've been busy boy. Very busy boy out here. Been a lot of stand-up shows coming up. Um, what's today? The 20th. We're going live right now. So, yes. All right. So, March 3rd, I'll be at the LPPA convention. Uh, that's a Friday, 8 p.m. Get tickets to LPPA.org. It's going to be a fucking banging show. Come out to that. And then March 12th, I'll be at Ashland Distillery in Morrisville, PA. March 15th, Punchline in uh, Philadelphia. Come out to that. It's going to be a good one. Uh, and then March 24th and 25th with Robbie the Fire Bernstein out in Steamboat Springs, Colorado with our boy Kyle Ruff. It's going to be a fun w- month of March. So come out to those. Of course, go check out The Cult of Us, my other podcast to do with the great Neil Wood. And that's enough for me. All right, guys. Today, uh, as you guys know, who listen to me or my Twitter or whatever the fuck, I care about culture and society in this country, as most of you who listen to the show and watch the show also do. So uh, who better to talk about it than bring on the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Peter Quinones. <laughs> I think there are better people to talk about it than me. <laughs> What's up, man? It's been a while since we've uh, done this. Doing good, man. Doing good. One of these days we'll uh, we'll meet. I, I know. <laughs> there, there, there are very few people that I haven't met in real life and, you know, shook their hand and everything. You're one of them. Yeah, same, but, yeah, yeah. So one of these days. You got to come to a show one day. Next one in your neck of the woods coming out. <laughs> we'll tell dick jokes and uh, talk about commies. You're going to come down. <laughs> you're going to come down to Alabama and do those jokes. There's a fucking, <laughs> there's a club down there. Isn't there? Isn't there one in Huntsville? Um, yeah, but Huntsville's five hours. Uh, north oh, oh, well, yeah, hey yeah. man, make the drive. I don't tell you. <laughs> it's a col- I live in a college town. Come on. You should be able to put, yeah, I definitely can. There. No, I definitely can. We, I can definitely set it up. I have need places to go this month, uh, this year, but, um, so you and I talked a little bit off air about just how I, you know, again, I care about society and culture. And when you look at the broad spectrum of what we are right now as a country, you see obviously the this far progressive left just destroying what we were, like, you know, just completely ripping out the fabric of what we family units, this culture, society, what we are as America, and they're just making it whatever the fuck they want. The traditional methods of stopping it doesn't work, like the reasoning with people and 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 voting. Or that's a joke. It's, it's like none of this works. So, what do we do? <laughs> what do we do to combat this? I mean, I just <laughs> I think the only p- politics that can be um, successful at this point are local politics. Yeah. Um, yeah, helicopters that help yeah, so too. David, you but um, Brady, helicopters. But the. I really think that you, what I've been doing is uh, I'm in Alabama and we're looking for a small, I live in a college town. It's it's pretty populous. It's not like a big city, but there's a lot of people here, more people than I want to deal with. And so we're looking at like two to four th- towns that are two to 4,000. Um, the, what we did, the first town we visited was basically ask people, you know, what the mayor did during COVID. And, you know, when you see that, you know, a mayor that was like, we're, you know, we're not going to do any of these things. Because, you know, even in Alabama, you know, Governor Meemaw here, freaking old lady, I don't know how the <laughs> hell, she, what the hell's going on. Um, she had a mask mandate for a while, statewide. And we went to this one town, first town we went to, we decided we weren't going to, we weren't going to live there, buy anything there. Um, she, they basically just ignored it. The mayor was like, screw that. If anybody comes, you know, they're like, lock your door. Tell them businesses just lock their doors if they see anybody (laughs) come in or anything like that. And I mean, I really honestly think that, you know, culture basically is better suited. Here we go. You know, homogenous society. (laughs) (laughs) The towns we look at, I go to Wikipedia and I look at the demographics. Um, First thing I do. And then it's, you know, and that doesn't always mean everything's great. They still still have problems. Poor people, Mm -hmm. you know. But the, you know, when you go to, when you look at a town that has like 2,000 people and there's like five to 10 churches in that town, you know that the churches weren't just put there and willy nilly. They are there for a reason. And I find that the culture of small town America, um, I did a stream 
a while back. Don't look for it. Everything is, I've hit everything on YouTube and this one stream in particular, I have deleted from history, but it was, um, I had gone driving through hill country in Southern Ohio and the towns I was going through are, they were as libertarian towns as you would, you're ever going to see without anyone there knowing what libertarianism is. Um, people know without having to have it written down, don't speed by old man Gray's farm. Um, you know, don't speed by his house. Um, don't speed around this curve. Um, if you see somebody you don't know, you know, keep an eye out and they just have this. I was asked earlier today, like what would, you know, be my ideal you know, culture, what would be, you know, what's my idea of liberty? And my idea of liberty is being able to leave my house without locking the door. Right. And you don't, you're not going to get that in a city. You're not going to get that. um, You know, it's just not going to happen. And the smaller you get, the, the more you can talk to people, uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't don't read his comment don't even be distracted by his comment okay he's a nerd but, don't listen to him <laughs> that's a, that's actually funnier than anything you've ever said adam oh, God um, damn. But... <laughs> Are you, now you're gonna give him all the ammo you know i don't need this all right i already got him in my ear now he's gonna give him all the fucking oh, god damn it peter <laughs> but the um but uh, but you know the my idea is that you yeah you have liberty when you can leave your house without worrying about getting robbed and it's not that it's you know it's yeah and, and i've also talked about how you know to begin that process you may need to have like singapore type discipline where you know somebody does something you humiliate them publicly you cane them publicly they know they're going to and i don't even think you need that it's just a matter of people having respect for one another and yeah. I just don't see that in a, I don't see that in a, you know, in a city in, you know, I, I don't even really see that in a suburb. You know, I've lived in the suburbs. I mean, I live, I'm kind of a small town now, population 75,000. I mean, that's a lot less than the Atlanta area. Um, But, you know, how do we, how do you build a culture like that? Um, I think it's just something that's inherent in people. Yeah. It's just, it's something that you don't have to, you know, I remember the first time I talked to Warren McIntyre, you know, we were, I was talking to him about um, Hoppe's idea of uh, covenant communities and you would have, um, you know, you would sign a contract and he said, no, as soon as you have to sign something, it's, it's gone. It, it has to be unspoken also as soon as you then i said as soon as you put something down on paper you know a lawyer can make it mean anything so yeah um yeah so, it's, it's um, kind of almost like that thing of like in, in a way it's like well don't ask for forgiveness ask for uh, uh, don't ask for, for permission just ask for forgiveness just like do it <laughs> and it is what it is um you also brought up something interesting about like the uh, homogenous society and if, if, <laughs> if you talk to like a, a dumb lefty and you go well. What's what's your purpose? To, like describe what you think. It all they do is read you stats from northern, like European countries that just full yeah. of white blonde people. And you're like, well, name used the country. To, <laughs> used to be. Well, and now I was reading an article the other day that in Sweden there, there's like 52 gangs vying for control of like Stockholm. Jesus I don't think Christ. I don't think they had I don't think they had one gang eight years ago. Yeah, no, they did, but they're all in black metal, and they sang, and <laughs> you know, well, that was less. No, that was more Norway. It less, was more uh, Norway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all the same, dude. Let's be honest. It's all four of those places are the same. Yeah, but uh, it, it is interesting when, when, like you talk, like I said, you talked to leftists about that, and then, then they can't name a single other country. Like name one other one, like yeah, yeah. Sweden. Like no, name a non-white <laughs> country that well, did it. I mean, like I, oh, we can't. I've, been, I've never been to those countries, but I have been to a Scandinavian country. I've been to Iceland. And I was there for 10 days and I don't remember seeing a cop the whole time. Yeah. And I started talking to people and getting to know like my Airbnb host, we were renting a, like a mother-in-law suite and they invited us up to the house for dinner. And we went up there and we talked to them and 
started asking them about crime. And they're like, I'm like, so how many, you know, what about murder? And like, we've had two murders here in the last two years, and both of them were committed by tourists. Oh, wow. That's wild. Yeah. And then when you when you research like the police in Iceland, the police have had one shooting where they killed somebody in the last like 15 years. The yeah. person had lost their mind. They had a shot done. They were threatening people. The cop shot the guy. And, um, you know, the cop shot the guy. The cop went to the funeral. The whole police department went to the funeral, apologized to the guy's family. And I think the cop retired. Did you? That's, you know, that's and, so yeah, different. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it was just, you know, because it's a it's a homogenous society. It's such a homogenous society. Um, they have dating apps there where you enter in your like name and your identification and something like that. And it'll tell you if the person you're considering dating is related to you. Oh, wow. Because that's how homogenous <laughs> yeah, it wow. is. Yeah. That's why it's funny. It's like our cops here have like red Baron, like logo for how many aces they got for how many people they shot. Like they just go right back, <laughs> no into, <shit. laughs> go right back into it. Dude. They don't give a fuck. It, it, notches on <laughs> notches. Well, that, that's why they all carry polymer pistols. It's easier to put notches in them. <laughs> it is wild when you just like, if you, anybody has never traveled outside the country or even like really spoke to people, like even like at a resort someplace that's not in America, where you have other people from across like around the world that meet this one place. The, first of all, I always get pegged out for American all the time. They're like, you American? I'm like, yeah. And then the first thing they do is like, why is your president? And it's always like, AB. I'm like, oh, I don't control it. I don't know. Oh, I was in Europe. <laughs> I, I was I was in Europe after right after 9-11. I told people I was from Canada. <laughs> yeah, yeah honestly <laughs> yeah. it's probably easier if you don't want to just avoid the yeah. conversation but i'm such like a patriot no it is there's a great meme out there where it's like you know at home we're all like you know fuck the government fuck this guy but as soon as anybody else from another country is like yeah. actually i'm like you know, hey fuck you man i'll get all yeah. 1776 on them in two seconds yeah I'll yeah that's a great meme. that's a great meme with the he's standing there and he's wearing yeah yeah that's a good but one. i am that's, that guy one of my favorite memes i am yeah. that guy like i am 100 yeah, percent that too. guy i'll be like fuck but America. it was it, it was just it, after 9-11 it was everyone wanted to know yeah. if you were you were a um you were an american and it was to be like they were trying to be nice you know and this was before the invasions i mean the right. invasion of afghanistan but this was before the invasion of iraq and it just got to the point where it's like i don't want to talk about this anymore no i'm from canada <laughs> yeah you know, yeah I'm no from toronto I, I was i was a kid like for 9-11 so i wasn't traveling anywhere so i'm only getting this as like the trump years so yeah, everyone yeah. just identifies me with like Trump, not me personally, but you know, like an American with Trump. They're just yeah. like American Trump. I don't like him. I go, I don't care, dude. Like, I don't yeah. either way. You could come up to me and be like, I love him. Like, I don't care. <laughs> it just, very just, tell, just look, I, just tell him I'm not going to judge you by your leader. So, yeah, I mean, that's your thing, too. This is this just turned to a shitting on European thing. But, but like, it, I will never just judge like a European person or another off their like country and their leader. But they will immediately judge an American off of like what they think America is. It's fucking, well, I mean, turn around and call us like fucking judgy and arrogant. Like it's annoying. Well, granted. I mean, it's, you know, they, <laughs> Americans are, you know, the American government is just constantly pushing into, you know, pushing and imposing upon other countries. You know, it's like, you know, you go to Germany, people are like, you know, I remember, um, you going to Germany, in the late night, you know, in the late nineties and everything. And people would be, you know, and people are like, Oh, when you go to Germany, people are really rude. I'm like, how many American, how many American bases are there? Have you heard of the Morgenthau plan? Oh, of course yeah, they hate, of course right. they hate America. That's true. <laughs> I never think of the only base, bases. I'm pretty yeah, sure they're just like American I, soldiers. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was born in Germany and the, um, you know, I'm, the stories my mom told me about being over there because she only, I think they moved there. It was like five years after the wall fell. I mean, after the wall was put up, after put the wall up, was yeah, put, put up. up. And um, yeah, so it was like there. And then, you know, you, have, you still have the American bases and everything like that. It's crazy. Yeah. That is fucking, yeah, that is wild. But uh, I mean, they're everywhere. I went, when I went to Iceland, when you go to Iceland, there, you at the airport, you will see C 130s. There is a, mm. there is a northern. There is a Northern Atlantic base at, at uh, Reykjavik Airport. Mm. You know, so it's like, and I don't know how much they go into town. I didn't see any like obvious American servicemen there. And I think after, in 10 days, as much time as I spent there, I would have seen them. But, um, you know, it's also 
you know, the fact that Icelandic people are just, um, yeah, really laid back and you know, really chill. So yeah, yeah uh, I, I mean, it definitely helps when there's like you know two thousand. You don't. You don't have to be a. You don't have to be a birth certificate truther, man. I got. I, I, I can oh, show. Fucking... I have my. <laughs> I have my. I have my German one. I have the. Um, the American one. I have like all. I have like four or five different versions of it. I even have my um my bap. I was baptized in Germany, so I have like my German baptismal and everything like that. So. Uh, yeah, David, fucking get out. <laughs> get out of his fucking <laughs> comments talking shit, little bitch. <laughs> okay, I like David. Uh, <laughs> um, so, so to go back to our uh, culture and stuff like that. So, like, like, yeah, no, you already made a good point about how we could combat, like, local elections and local politics. But my question to you is, like, okay, we, we all, I think, could agree, like, the main stage, like, statewide, federal, of course, it's all, it's all bullshit. Well, eventually, if, if, we, if we all realize that, let's say, as a group, we go, you know what? This is all bullshit. We're going to focus on local stuff. But wouldn't the local stuff just eventually get taken over and corrupted also? Like, Sure. You know? Sure, but I think it would be – it's a lot easier to um, control politics mm. at, at, at the level where you know where, you know, the mayor lives. Yeah, no, that's The fair. mayor lives right down the street everything. You know, one of the, the biggest problem we have, you know, this civic nationalist religion has is that – someone voting in the you know in california can definitely have a you know an effect on mm-hmm. you and you know person in alabama you know i i said this i forget who i said it to recently i think i may have written it in a Substack, but the fact that we know um the fact that we know the names of so many politicians in washington dc really goes to show just exactly how um how our minds how our attention is taken away from like family mm-hmm. and things that are really important because you know the average person really only needs to know who like their mayor is maybe their their mayor their governor and the president the fact that politics has gotten down to the point where people can name you know t- 10 senators yeah, right. you know 30 congress people I mean, that just tells you that we're in the age of um, absolute politics. Uh, let me see if I can find that quote. There's a great quote I had on my um, on my account that I was using before I got my old account back. So go, Join go, the follow, me at, <laughs> go follow me at Peter R. Quinones. But the, um, the quote was, it's from Francis Parker Yaki from uh, Imperium. It's, it's the last chapter in part one says this is the age of absolute politics for the whole form of our life is now a function of power basically our lives are basically taken over by this absolute power that we have to deal with and he wrote that in 1948 wow. so yeah that's crazy it's crazy because like back then it was like way less than it is now and he was he was already like well he like, well he was an attorney at the trial at the trials of, of you know the national socialists so okay. um so he saw that they were like they're like oh this guy doesn't seem to be um you know th- this wehrmacht soldier this ss officer doesn't seem to be guilty of anything let's make up a law mm-hmm. let's find out what he did and make up a law making that illegal and he was just like if they can this is going right this is what's going to happen this is what the world is now which is exactly yeah. what is happening now. It's like that's illegal yeah. now. And you're like, but it was for not forever. And you're like, it is now, bitch. And you're like, all right, dude. I, yeah. I think another problem, obviously, and and I know you know this, but um, is like I think we used to just like be. It was used to kind of just be government versus us, right? And mm-hmm. now it's like government plus their brain fucking washed soldiers versus us. So now they have like a, they doubled their army essentially, or at least like a quarter of their army a little bit added. But like we didn't, we just lost if anything, or we stayed stagnant. So like, okay, example. I was scrolling through social media earlier, and uh, I was they, they, were, that. they were showing the LAPD destroy um, the homeless encampments. And I was like, gotta read the comments. Gotta read. The, I have to read the comments, right? <laughs> because I'm like, I know people would be like, this is fucked up for the home. I know it. And of course, comment after comment, like, we should get. They should get this. They should get this. And then I was like, I don't know why I'm gonna comment because it's gonna go nowhere. But I'm gonna. <laughs> so I, I just threw a quick like, um, 
you know, bullshit. Like, I, I don't think it's really our or the government's job to be, you know, doing. The, and of course, just every fucking personal. You need, we need, we need government to handle this. Like, that's what that was the that was the common thread I saw. Like, we need government. To, like, they they are completely out of the realm of possibility that this can be handled privately or like through a community basis. Like, no, we need the government to handle this. And then, and then to give them the money and they could build, I go, Oh no, 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 you guys don't get it. Like you, we actually don't need government. This could be handled privately. And then their response always is like, well, what about the roads? Or like, you know, what about this? And it's always they, their minds cannot be brought out of the box of government. So like, how do you beat that out of these people? Like they're so brainwashed to it, no matter what it's, you say. Well, I mean, it really is the curse of the internet. Yeah. yeah, everybody's an expert because, but they're not discerning about what they're what they're picking up on um, the news that they're getting, the information that they're getting. Most people just want information that confirms their biases. Um, I'm one of those people who, and I don't think I'm special. I'm just weird. Is I I want to be challenged. I want to you know read Carl Schmidt and have him talk about the friend enemy distinction and have him talk about how, you know, the person who's in charge is the person who makes the exception, you know, who, who decides yeah. the exception. So it's like, it's like, well, no one's, no one's allowed to, no one's allowed to kill anybody. And it's like, well, no, wait a minute. We have to have one person who's allowed to kill people right. because, and that's the person who's in charge. Um, but I'm of fully of the opinion that since 2020, 2020 taught the elites and the worst people of the world a lot about how people will react, but not enough people over who think like we do. You and I might have a lot of differences about things, but I think we're, I think we could be neighbors and we'd, you know, we, we'd watch out for each other. Um, I think that the, sure. we probably agree on 95%. I will um, be naked looking through your window if that's okay with you. <laughs> well, I mean, keep, <laughs> from, keep afar, your hand off, from afar, from afar, yeah, keep, keep your hand off your dick while you're doing it. Um, but the, but w what it taught me is that people will go along with anything. So mm. if you take that local politics seriously, and I mean, I, I wrote an article about this on my Substack. I think in the beginning of 2021, and it was like, look, just do anything you can get all your people elected in a town take over the town and change everything start is if you want it to be libertarian start tearing things apart it really helps if you have you have to have the sheriff on your side 100 mm -hmm. um but you you know if the mayor has like you know absolute power to fire anybody then you could fire everybody and just institute your libertarian paradise 90% of the people are just going to go along with it. We yeah. saw that in 2020, you know, 90% mm -hmm. of people were just like, oh, well, this is our reality now and everything like that. 5% are going to be like, eh, I don't know about you guys, uh, you know, probably 5 to 7%. There'll be 2 or 3% that, you know, are like, well, no, we're not going to put up with this. We see what you're doing. And those people you pay, offer to pay to leave. And if they don't want to leave, then you buy helicopters. <laughs> I mean, but, but, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm marginally joking, but you, you have to get rid of those people. But you know, how do you change things? I mean, you do it by force. I mean, you just do it by force. That's the only thing that these people understand. And that's what politics is. Now, you really have to understand that force doesn't mean violence. It just means pressure. You put pressure on people politically. I never thought yeah, of it and, like that. I always thought of yeah. it as a physical... Yeah, thing. no, that's something that, that Yarvin, Curtis Yarvin taught me. It's like, force is not about violence. Force is about pressure. You put pressure on people. He goes, you may have to get violent with some people. It's just a part of the job if you're going to be, you know, if you're going to be king. But you put pressure. And pressure does make people move. But pressure causes people to, um, you know, rethink rethink their position and it can bring the person over to your side and even if they don't aren't on your side just then live do what we're doing right now i want to see these people doing what we're doing right now living in a in a political climate where we are basically like one step away from being hauled away to jail yeah 
I mean, where are you? I mean, black bags. I mean, we've seen, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, January 6th was just black bagging people, putting them into, you know, putting them in the hole, putting them in, you know, in solitary confinement for, um, you know, for months upon months upon months. Um, these people, I have no problem taking over a town and making these people really uncomfortable. Yeah, I mean, really uncomfortable that they're scared for their lives, you know, that they're that they're scared because I know a lot of people right now who are scared. I know a lot of people right now who don't have banking. I get people contact me all the time about things like that. You know, we had to look at people in Canada. Um, there's a guy in Canada who um, he's he basically just talked to he's like. The government's talking about how, oh, he was talking about, like, tre he was saying treasonous things against the United States. Like, wait, hold on. He's a Canadian. He's in Canada. And he's saying treasonous things against the United States. Okay. Okay. And, you know, when I, <laughs> when I look at this, when I look at the regime in charge, I see it as a world regime. You know, when, when Roe v. Wade got... Uh, reversed. There were protests in like Auckland, New Zealand. Why? Right. Because progressivism is a world religion. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't think they're as serious about their religion as a lot of people are as serious about their religion. I think they do have some true believers, but you know, as was evidence in like when um, when the National Socialists took over in 1933, a lot of people who were with the KDP, that was the uh, the Communist Party in uh, in Germany, just switched overnight. We're like, okay, this is what we are now. We're national <laughs> yeah. socialists. You know, so I don't believe that they're, you know, I believe that they want to, they want to survive just as much as we do. They just have power now and they're going to do everything they can to make it uncomfortable for us and even make a couple of us disappear and, um, you know, have some heads on the wall, almost literally. Yeah, and this is my point. Over the last week of Twitter, people have been like, you guys are mean. It's like, these people are literally would actively kill me and my family if they could <laughs> over my beliefs. But because I called the guy who thinks he's a chick ugly, I'm a jerk off. It's like, what are we talking about here? It's, it's, I'm doing nothing compared to what they're doing. They're actively trying to reroute your lifestyle and the country. I'm just being like a dick. <laughs> and you think it's this on, the, like, we shouldn't be dicks because, like, they don't give a fuck. They're doing everything in their power to actively take over and destroy you, and and we're we're the ones policing ourselves. Not you and me, but you know, um, people on our quote unquote side are the ones policing ourselves and being like, "Oh, you guys can't be mean." The being mean should be step one of what we should be doing. <laughs> being mean okay. and mock them, like you said, public fucking humiliation. They do it. If, I mean, they, again, we don't agree with what they do, but they do do it, right? Like the cancel culture, that's public humiliation. They go, "We don't like you." You said the thing about the gay guy, so we're gonna dox you and ruin your life. We're not going to well, kill you, the, but you know, <laughs> the problem, the, the problem with like the right in this country and even libertarians is that, you know, I think Orrin McIntyre said the left reaches out to the left and cancels to the right and libertarians and, and right wing and Republicans. I'm not going to say right wingers because that's too broad. I consider myself a right winger, but I don't consider myself a Republican. Um, Right, Republicans and libertarians reach out to the left and cancel to the right. They do the exact same thing the left does. They advocate for um, things like legalizing legalizing drugs. Okay, the left has no problem with that. Right. Okay, but as soon as you um, advocate for something that you know would be kind of you know would be right wing, something like that. Right. They automatically um say no that's not going to happen so basically libertarians and some right winger and some republicans advocate for things that the left that, that benefits the left and they when they advocate for things that would benefit them they never get it so they <laughs> yes. end up they end up being useful idiots for the mm -hmm. left you know it's like if i was putting together a protest um, I wouldn't invite far left commies to come to the protest. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even think about that, about a group inviting far left commies to the protest. 
if they invited invited far right activists with them. But they will never invite far right activists, even though I know a lot of far right activists that may that people would call the F word and the N word. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and not the and, and not the fun out N word, not the gamer yeah. word. Um, uh, who they are very against this war, against all wars. Mm. They see it. They see them as just bringing, you know, bringing problems upon ourselves that you know we shouldn't have to deal with. But they would never invite them because, as somebody on Twitter told me today, it just won't. It's it would destroy whatever coalition they're trying to build, you know? So yeah. it's okay to reach out to the, um, the grandchildren of the people who desecrated graves and churches and raped men and women and children to death in Spain from 1936 to 1939. It's okay to reach out to them, to, to, to their grandchildren, but the people that, actually defeated them and put and shut them down in Spain so that Spain could have 40 years of no communism in it afterwards, you can't reach out to those people. It's a no, no, mm -hmm. it's a no, no to mention Franco or, you know, mention Salazar. I mean, those are dictators. Well, what is Stalin? Well, Stalin meant well, he just, right. He yeah. took it too far. Right. Yeah. Every dumb commie excuse is always like, well, that's not real socialism. I go, no, it is, though. You know, <laughs> it is. Uh, it doesn't matter what you say. You're dumb and you're lying. And that's the other thing, too, is like, I'm just so sick of you could be like, well, here's 14 articles that say otherwise. And they go, no. And I go, OK, man, I don't know what to do here anymore. Like That's what I'm saying. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I'm, I'm past the point. And I'm so mad because this is where I really get mad. I could get around all the stuff we've been talking about like it's annoying and it's destroyed but like okay i'm still an adult and i still have my wits about me fine but then they shift to the children right and that's when i go all right now heads have yeah. to roll like this yeah is i mean yeah <laughs> i mean we're, we're just at the point where it's like i mean are they purposely trying to turn people into fascists are i they think so yes i mean it, it just seems that way you know it's like you know, and i mean i've the more I see of what they're doing to children, the more I grow, um, the, the more sympathy I have with the phalangists and, you know, in Spain, you know, and, um, you know, yeah, the Wehrmacht. it's and, and the Wehrmacht. <laughs> I mean, and, and the National Socialists, because anyone who studied what they did to Germany after World War One, mm -hmm. you know, and, and libertarians and, well, and, and more people than just libertarians, but libertarians definitely like to concentrate on the inflation. Well, the inflation was part of it, right? The inflation caused the degeneracy, mm -hmm. the 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 open prostitution. Um, you know, it, it got to the point where there were so many prostitutes in, in cities that they had to like invent new things like mother and daughter combinations and things like that. And young boys. And, and I mean, it was just, you know, and like the chickens and fowl and things. Like, I mean, it, it was, it was probably the, the worst, probably the most degenerate place ever, you know, maybe outside of Sodom and Gomorrah. Right, who knows? Yeah. But I mean, a group rises up and says, I mean, we're not going to have this anymore, you know? And then you start burning, you start burning books and you're like, okay, sure. They burn books. What books did they burn? I did a whole podcast on the books that they burn. They burn communist books. They burn right. Ma Margaret Sanger's books. They didn't burn the Bible. Right. You know, they, they burn, they burn com leftist commie scumbag books. But they'll and, never say that uh, ever, right? It's just always. Yeah. Oh, they just burn, burn and books. you know what's yeah. funny? If you go to Wikipedia, Wikipedia tells you. It, it, Wikipedia, the, the whole section on 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 National Socialist book burning, is very clear. It tells you who they burn. It doesn't lie. It doesn't right. say they burnt the Bible. It doesn't say this. It says that they, you know, they burnt down the, you know, the the youth went in, youth brigades went in, and um, took down. Magnus Hirschfeld's transgender clinic, which was a transgender clinic slash gay brothel. Um, they took that down. They took down the Bauhaus 
the Bauhaus movement, the Bauhaus school and everything, which was just, I mean, basically a cultural, it was a way for the communists to infiltrate through the culture, through art, through furniture, through things like that. And why did they do that? Because they saw the communists as their enemy. I mean, they were during the struggles, they were fighting, you know, communists in the streets of Berlin and other, and other cities and killing them putting bullets in their head, you know, I mean, and on the streets, I mean, what do we have now? I mean, what, I mean, what do we have? What do we have now? We have an attack on the children and it's always Mm -hmm. once it's always a a progression. It's always like, well, come on, just be liberal. Just let them, you know, let them marry, let them marry. It's just what's going to happen if gays get married. Gays get married. That's all that's going to happen. What happened? What fifteen years later? I mean, so I mean, not even fifteen years later. We're talking about eleven, ten, eleven years later, or you know, eight, nine years after the Supreme Court codifies it in law. I mean, we have literal. You know, I mean, I've talked about how when I was in kindergarten, all the teachers were either young single women or older or older women whose you know kids had moved out of the house. Now you have gay male kindergarten teachers. Why? Why? I mean, if you wanted to subvert a population, wouldn't you go after the children? Of course. Yeah. So you put people in there and who start to push your, you know, they've been pushing the agenda in college now for well, universities for uh, since uh, um, what's his name wrote that book and wrote um, Compromise Campus uh, early in the eighties, but he was even talking about the ni- talking about the nineteen fifties. You, um, so they had the colleges. Now they ha- they have to get them younger because they realize that a lot of the kids are coming into college and a lot of the kids are going to trade school and a lot of the kids aren't going to school at all and they're coming out right wingers. How the hell are they coming? How are these fascists? <laughs> get, how are they getting away from us and becoming fascists? You know, people who go to people who go to church, people who want to have a family, people who want to have multiple kids, um, people who think that pedophiles are worse than any other criminal. Well, how do I know that they believe that? Because they wrote a book called The Authoritarian Personality and released it in 1950, and they admitted that that was the questions that they asked people to to try to figure out whether they were had fascist tendencies oh, so wait, were they so going they, to church they asked you if you thought pedophiles should be killed and if they you- asked you if you thought that pedophiles should be punished beyond what the um pedophiles should be punished beyond what the law allows and if they said no you were a commie <laughs> no yeah if, if you said no it should just be the law and everything that leans more towards you don't have fascist tendencies. No, you put that like, person through fucking Jupiter's core. Like we talk yeah, about, yeah. you don't even, that's not a person. That's a fucking fly. Right, right. You they kill that person immediately. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Ober, Oberfell was decided in 2015. So yeah, we've had um, codified gay marriage for eight years and look where we are. Yeah. I, I, and, I, and, 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 you know, and, and I ask. this is something I ask. I not only ask it to libertarians, I ask it to you know Republicans too. How are you going to solve this? Mm. What is the answer to this? How do you how do you defeat this enemy? They they have a hundred plus years of social engineering, mm-hmm. and um, what's his name talked about it um, in Edward Bernays, the father of propaganda. A lot of people who wrote the book Propaganda was responsible for so much of the propaganda surrounding World War One. He said in 1947 freedom of speech and its democratic corollary a free press have tacitly expanded our bill of rights to include the right of persuasion propaganda this development was an inevitable result of the expansion of the media of free speech and persuasion all these media provide open doors to the public mind any one of us through these media may influence the attitudes and actions of our fellow citizens. He literally, the father of propaganda, tells you that free speech 
is what they're using. You're, they're going to use to control you. Wow. wow. And yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's wild. Yeah. It's, I mean, once you start looking back on this stuff, you know, and this is one of the things, you know, and, I mean, this isn't, I was going to say this is libertarianism's fault, but it's my fault. When I was just reading all these libertarian books and, oh, Murray Rothbard, this, Mises, that, hop of this, and everything, I was just not looking at books outside of that scope. And then once I started looking at, at books outside of that scope, I was like, oh, wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. We're probably going to have to get violent at some time. And, you know, if you want, <laughs> unfortunately, I think a lot of people don't realize this. If you want a libertarian society, <laughs> you're probably going to have to achieve it by non-libertarian means. Methods, right, because they, they again, are willing to kill you because you're like, I don't think in taxes or whatever. <laughs> you're just saying something as, as simple as that. They're like, oh, we should kill your family because you don't believe in like the common good? And you're like, nah, yeah, yeah. not really. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and they will do that. I mean, all you have to do is look at, like, when certain people died, like... um one of the Koch brothers, I can't remember which one it was, David Koch. When David Koch mm -hmm. died, I mean, David Koch was a philanthropist. Charles is a piece of crap. Um, David Koch was a philanthropist. He has their friggin' wings of art galleries in New York City named after him. When he died, people, I mean, it was a, a celebration on by the left mm -hmm. on, on social media. You know, when Rand Paul got... Yeah, um, yeah got attacked. attacked yeah you know i mean look what they do you know and run and to me Rand paul is he's one of you know one of the best republicans out there but he's still a republican he's not mm -hmm. his dad of course you know, he he's not his dad um i mean if they're willing to treat and act like that towards people who really aren't even a threat to them what are they willing to do to us when we're like okay mm -hmm. we need to do something now yeah and i yeah. Well, I mean, the and these people and they're so they have so much confidence because their people are in charge right now. You know, they don't care that, you know, that the average gun owner, how many rounds of ammunition and and rifles the average gun owner owns out here. They don't care about stuff like that. Oh, we're in power. We're always going to be in power. Okay. Right. That's why when people are like, people are like, well, if you have power and you increase, if you change the laws so that you can expand your power so that you can defeat your enemy, well, once your enemy gets gets power, they're just going to use that against you. I'm like, make sure your enemy never gets power again. <laughs> I mean, DeSantis redrew the districts in Florida using an old leftist tactic. Mm -hmm. So that he would win overwhelmingly yeah. in Florida. And probably, I mean, unless somebody gets, somebody gets, a, a leftist gets into power and it tries to redraw those districts, pretty much every Republican is, has a shoe in, in the governorship in, um, in Florida. But like you said, that's what you have to kind of do. Just use the rules for your advantage we never do we just go no no it's fine and you're like it's not idiot but I, well, I it's, a, it's the morality you know it's like yeah, oh this, yeah, it's yeah. immoral today right. we need to be the most moral people on the planet how's it how's that working out for you you know i mean those people end up dead <laughs> all the time <laughs> you know i mean you know some people are going to die for their cause some yeah. people are going to perish for their cause i mean if that's what you want to do, that's fine. I want to live. I want to see these people overthrown in my lifetime. I want to see them suffer. I want to see, you know, the weep, weeping and gnashing of teeth. And, you know, the best way that I can think of doing that now is to, you know, I'm in the process of moving to a smaller town, getting some land, um, starting to grow, grow my own food. Not, you know, I'm not, I don't think that I'm going to be able to feed, be able to feed us within a year or five years or anything like that, but at least have something that we're able to do, get a couple chickens and work on ourselves. And then, you know, after we establish ourselves in the community, 
become politically active, start going to, you know, right from the beginning, go to meetings and everything and figure out what people want, what people are doing in that town, even go to meetings before you move to a town mm. just to find out what's going on there and, um, you know, work out from there. Because honestly, I mean, sure, there are a lot of areas that are getting attacked locally, but so much easier to repel this madness locally. I mean, you saw it in Loudoun County in Virginia. I mean, they had to back down. Uh, and I just think that you really, it goes like this. And I wrote about this the other day. It's if you can't take care of yourself, you can't take care of your family. If you can't take care of your family, you're not going to be a benefit to your community. So it, it all starts with you. And I mean, then you work your way out. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, I also want to. I we I think we all owe, like you said before earlier, uh, an apology to the eighty slippery slope crowd. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, <laughs> because you know, I, I it was, it, you're right. It was like you know, 2012. It's like or 2008, whatever it was. Like, let gays get married. Who cares? And then it's like you know, 2060. It's like let's fuck your kids. What are you talking about? Like, stop being racist. Whatever. It's like Dude, it's, it just never stops. It's it's just insane. Yeah, it's literally insane. And it's like you're immoral if you don't allow them to have access, unfettered access to your kids, to your kids, which is, yeah, it's and like you said, that really is there because they did it, the left. Like we shit on them for being dumb, but they are brilliant in a lot of ways. And like one of the brilliant ways they did was how they infiltrated culture and society. Right. Like right away, they're like, we're taking over movies and TV and movies. And the right, I feel like, or like whatever you want to consider the right, the GOP, conservative, whatever, was like, that's not important. What's important is like reading and shit. And it's like, of course that is. But you know what else is important? Fucking movies and TV. Because guess who you grew up watching that? We all do. And if you can get your stranglehold in those little 12-year-old, 10-year-old eyes, it's like, good luck, dude, building that out. <laughs> you know, it's hard. It, it's also concentrating so much on economics. I mean, I've literally seen libertarians... And I've talked to libertarians face to face who say that cultural degeneracy will be ju just be cured if we get better economics. No, maybe. Exactly. I mean, maybe somewhat. <laughs> but you know, I mean, at this point, I would rather live under shitty economics and have my my friends be in charge of the government. Yeah, it's a trade. And I don't care. You know, I don't. I mean, if, if it was like a um, a, a Prussian type of socialism that like uh, Oswald Spengler. Uh, described i'd rather deal with that and have my friends in charge at least i don't at least i don't feel like you know my enemies are constantly you know staring at me and everything i think that's what everybody should be everybody should be um concentrating on that i see john page there yeah music too yeah they, yeah, yeah. they let they let music go um and like everybody. david said everyone apologized to pat buchanan you know, yeah. I just did. We just did the yeah. culture. Me and Tom, Tom Woods just did the culture war speech, uh, Pat's culture war speech on, on my podcast and commented on it. And this is from 1992. And mm -hmm. he's talking about the homosexual agenda. And people were saying after that speech, you know, it was like, I think um, I can't remember what the lady's name was, but um, a reporter, she said, you know, I really enjoyed that speech. I like that speech better in the original German. And it's like. That was a speech that was just basically a warning. And it wasn't a warning to like now. It was a warning to like 2008. Because right. everything he talked about in there that was going to happen, happened. You know, so. Yeah. It's. I just think we're. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm disagreeing with you in a lot of this. I think we're just so fucked. It has to take a, some sort of major either cultural event or like you said, just be like, you know what? We're done with this shit. I just want to point out anytime you see. Like uh, Antifa slash like Proud Boy Scrum, the Antifa guys are laid out all across the floor. So like, if they're pushing for like a civil war, that's crazy because <laughs> they're gonna get killed. But, but they but, have the government on their side. I mean, Antifa, right, that's what I was say. Antifa right. is basically now a um, that part of the government that is pushing um, the, the transgender agenda, all that stuff, all the cultural stuff. Whoever that is, Governor Pritzker in Illinois is definitely mm -hmm. one of them. Uh, their Antifa is their arm, it is their um, like street 
the street right. army right now. And what's funny is Ted Kaczynski even called that in uh, the system's neatest trick in 2005. He said that there was go that groups like that were going to rise up and be working on behalf of the government. Um, he he <laughs> yeah. predicted so much. Um, if you talk to any normal person and go, you know, Ted Kaczynski had some points. <laughs> they go, what do you mean? You're like, hear me out. <laughs> you gotta, yeah, like, yeah. The bomb thing, it's, not so much, but everything else. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I just think he just just concentrated on the wrong people. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just like, <laughs> getting it. But like, yeah, but, like, like, uh, yeah. it, but it's just like, it's just, it's just, yeah, no, it's when you start to reel that and you go, oh, these guys were, weren't crazy. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's like they, they had it. Even like, again, like uh, this is a cliche now, but like 1984, right? That's basic. We all understand that's happening right that's been happening for a long time and that was written fucking how long ago it's it's so it was written in, it was it, it was written for 1948 right he just reversed two numbers two, yeah. he he looked at english society and he said this is this is what english society is going to become right in 1948 he said this is where this is where we're headed and you know he called a lot i mean yeah no most people don't know that that he um I mean, he was a communist up until the Spanish Civil War, and then he saw what the communists were doing in the Spanish Civil War, and you know he turned, turned tide. And you know, nineteen most people don't know, a lot of people don't know that nineteen eighty four was inspired by James Burnham. Uh, he, you know, see him reading James Burnham's books hmm. and reading articles by James Burnham and going, "All right, I got to write something." Mm, interesting. You know? I didn't know that. I know I was inspired. Yeah. I thought that was just like a. Thing he went through and kind of foresaw. Isn't that also interesting? How every commie who defects from communism is like, that's the worst thing ever, and and who's actually experienced it for real. As all all these Brooklyn commies and stuff who are like, you know, living Flatbush their whole life, and they're like, I think we should just have everything. And you're like, you don't fucking get it, dude. Uh, there's a great meme too where it's like, there's like this fucking like you know queer non-binary guy up against the wall with pink hair and he's like when are we supposed to like do art shows like face the wall like that's what it is <laughs> you're not doing art shows no. guy you're, you're well they don't ditches. these people who think they're communists they didn't study the bolshevik revolution right i mean the bolsheviks they took over and then what did the, one of the first things they did was all of the anarchists they put them up against the wall and killed mm -hmm. them um you know and that's when um what's her name uh uh, Emma Goldman. Emma Goldman was in Russia at the time, and she told she told Lenin and Stalin, she's like, I cannot, I, I can't be here for this. You're killing, you know, you're killing our people. You're killing the people who won this, who beat, you know, who took down the czar. And, you know, she, that's when she went back to the United States and she started talking about um, a, a more voluntary form of socialism. But the, um, yeah, I mean, these people, it's, it's monstrous. And it, the reason it's monstrous is they're trying to create the perfect person. And to create the perfect person, you have to believe that people are born, people are born a blank slate, and that they've just been corrupted by what they've learned, and that you can change their minds. And if you can't change their minds, well, we need these. We need a society of perfect people, and if we can't change our minds, we have to kill them. I mean, that's what Stalin did. I mean, up until I mean, I mean, when you look at some of the stuff that Stalin did, what he did in Ukraine, mm -hmm. you know, with the Holodomor, and then the terror of the late of the late thirties, I mean, it's just, I mean, he just basically like, okay, who's an enemy? Who's I mean, it's just. <laughs> Yeah, friend yeah, enemy I mean, distinctions yeah. of the extreme. You know, yeah. at least the National Socialists told told those people, the tiny hat people, get the hell leave. leave. Yeah. We'll help you leave. Yeah. Get the hell out of here. Yeah, yeah. And he helped a bunch leave before the be, before everything went to. Sh yeah, but Stalin and, just was straight up just yeah. sword <laughs> sword of throats. Yeah. No, no questions asked. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, we all know communism killed way more than fascism ever has ever, ever killed or anything. Oh. Not, I mean, like well, that's years. <laughs> well, why, well, you know, first of all, the fascists only wanted to kill communists. That's what they wanted to do. <laughs> yeah. um, communists wanted to kill everyone. Right. I mean, like, I, I would say that probably three quarters of the crimes that are blamed on the National Socialists were done by the Soviets. They had platoons that were dressing in Germ dressing as Germans. Yeah. And they would go into towns and they would just rape and they would pillage. And they would kill children, kill women, rape children. And then they would just, you know, try to make it look like, you know, the National Socialists did it.
Right. And it's like, well, why would the National Socialists do this to their own towns? Does make sense? Yeah. You know, so yeah. So it's just, I mean, communists are. Yeah, you know, it's hard for me to like like any leader of a country because you sort of have to be a megalomaniac and a psychopath yeah, to want to sure. do that and everything. Yeah. But, you know, if you're if it's like okay, choose one. It's like, well, I'm gonna choose the one that doesn't you know that doesn't want me dead. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Right. yeah. So preservation. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. I mean, the National Socialists had an army of people from ten countries. And, and most people don't know this, but the Wehrmacht had upwards of 30,000 Jews fighting on their side. Oh, really? So, why, well, why were they, why, why were there Jews in the Wehrmacht? Maybe we don't know our history very well. Right. There's a good book out there called um, Hitler's Jewish Soldiers. And um, it talks about how <laughs> like some, some of the officers in the field would, would be, would write the Fuhrer and be like, we just found out that this person, this guy's name, this guy's um, mother is Jewish. What do we do with him? And Hitler's like, honorary Aryan, let him fight. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, right. you know, it was like, just it was like it, 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 the people in the field, you know, other people in the, in the, um, in the SS and the Wehrmacht cared more about that than the Fuhrer did. That's funny. <laughs> That's really funny. I didn't know that. I, what, was, what was that book called? Uh, uh, Hitler, Hitler's Jewish soldiers. It's interesting. Yeah. I want to look that up. Um, so as we come to a close, I guess my question to you is, is there fucking hope in the future? <laughs> do, you, do you see us changing course, yeah. pendulum swinging back, or are we just fucked? Well, I think those of us who spend a lot of our time on Twitter and social media <laughs> and you know watching the news, if we do that at all, it's very easy for us to get black-pilled. Yeah. Personally, I'm not black-pilled. Um, it's your personal life. You have to just figure out what makes you happy mm. and go after it. Agreed. You're you have to ignore everything that's happening around you and go do, you know, I want chickens. I want my own mm. eggs. I want, you know, I want to be able to walk out there in the morning, get eggs and go in and cook food. Um, is, is nasty a man is and disgusting as a human being as Bill Gates is. I remember about 20 years ago, he was given, he was, it was like a Q&A. And someone asked him, what would you do for world hunger? How would you end world hunger? And he said, I'd give, I'd make sure that everybody in the world had two chickens. And I thought about that and I'm like, that makes a lot of sense. That, really makes, that, that makes a lot of sense. So Get yourself, you know, I know everybody's not going to move to the country and move to a small town and live out in the middle of nowhere. Um, get yourself, figure out what, what's going to make you happy personally. You can make it happen, even with all of this, even with the garbage, even with taxation, just absolutely destroying your wealth. You can figure it out. Make yourself happy. Um, it's too late for me to start a family, but I found a great woman. Um, and you know, we got married about a month, uh, a little over a month ago. Yes, congrats. I saw thanks, man. Facebook. And congrats. yeah, and that was, you know, that makes me really happy. And she has the same goals as I do. It's awesome. You know, if you're young, if you're not an old guy like me, start a family, have kids. Don't be scared to have kids. Agreed. They're, don't be scared. Really. I wish I could go back and do it now, but you know, yeah, I also yeah. remember what I was like at that age. I'm like, oh, that's a great <laughs> idea. Um, but yeah. the um, take care of yourself. If you can make yourself successful, if you can make yourself feel good about yourself, about what you're accomplishing, about the things that you're doing, it's really hard for you to be blackpilled in the future. And then once you have your situation all set and your family, you're happy with your family. Then if you have the, if you have the inclination to become political and you want to be a politician, look into that. Look into it locally. I would concentrate locally. Um, if you don't want to, get with your friends and figure out who wants to be a politician. Um, if you can't give them money, give them advice. Tell them about books to read that they should read. Um, but I think that really we have a chance to really decentralize what's going on in the country, to bring politics back to the local level, uh, like there was in the founding, before the founding, and even through the Articles of Confederation period. Uh, I think we have a chance to do that. And 
I think if you realize that you can still make something of yourself, you can still be happy, you can still have wealth, you know, and wealth may just be your family. Owen Benjamin says, you know, his family is the greatest wealth that he has. Yeah. And I agree with him. Um, I think there's no reason to be blackpilled. And there's no reason when you really think about it, if you really sit down and you like make a list, think of all the things in your life that you like to do that are be that the government is actively, the, the federal government is actively trying to prevent you from doing. You'll find out that that list, that list is very small and maybe nothing on that list. Just concentrate on that. Concentrate on what makes you happy. Don't let, we're going to win. These people are insane. Insane <laughs> people, insane people yeah. cannot let, they're going to eat themselves sooner mm -hmm. or later, or they're just going to be complete failures sooner or later. Um, I forget who Charles Haywood said something. And I think I, I, I sort of um, adapted what he said and adjusted it a little bit. The federal government right now and the people in charge, the regime, they're like a hundred foot tall toddler with a butcher knife. <laughs> Dangerous. Right. But all they have to do is step on a crack, step in a step in a ditch, and they're gonna tumble over. It's just until they do that, they can be really, really dangerous. And don't discount that. Always you know, always be on your guard. Damn, dude, a little light at the end of the tunnel there for me at the end of this podcast. I was old black pill. I was getting so black pill the last two years. I was like, fuck it. Nothing matters. This is all fake because we're in a simulation. Who cares? I was there for, <laughs> you know, I was there for a while. 2020 really fucked me up, you know, yeah. and, you know, it really made me look at, you know, what I believed about libertarianism and everything. And, you know, there's still things in libertarianism that I like, you know, private property, um, decentralized gov governance mm -hmm. but i don't think that those are necessarily specific to libertarianism yeah, I agree. They, they weren't you know so um you know, i just concentrate now on i don't believe that you'll ever see a libertarian society ever like like a perfect like a perfect right, right, one right um so right now you know if you do get political locally just concentrate on what you anything that you see that you want to get rid of and concentrate on like make a list of the two most important things if you could make a law write down the two most important things that you think would help to change society for the better and especially to fight the regime and concentrate on those just concentrate on those and don't worry about you know everybody becoming a libertarian and all this stuff it's not going to happen people aren't even going to they're not going to read an anatomy of the state sorry there are some people will Right. They're not going to read anatomy of the same. Most people are not going to do it. You're just going to have, if it's in you, you're going to have to lead them. You're going to have to lead them. And that may go up against, you know, your libertarian ideals. But if you don't want to do that, then take care of yourself as best you can and just make yourself as free as possible. Harry yeah. Brown talked about that too. So No, I, I agree with you. I think it's about making yourself and your family and your loved ones around you the just the best life you could leave in fuck everything else yeah no, i totally agree uh peter this is awesome i always appreciate you coming on the fucking good talk got to hang out in person soon uh tell everybody where they can find you uh socials podcast you great podcast all that yep. stuff uh, the pequeno show everywhere except youtube if you go to youtube now i basically made my whole channel private i all i'm doing is putting up um like 45 second clips of the episode and then i'm pointing people in the comments to rumble where you can see the whole thing or odyssey where you can see the whole thing obviously you can listen to it on any of the podcatchers if you just want audio only um pete'ssubstack.com two s's in there uh, i've i'm eternally grateful now to substack i hope they do not cuck because they're such a great organization <laughs> yeah um i'm so many people subscribe monetarily through substack um, they really like to do that. And Substack, I mean, Substack gave me a, um, a check mark. Really? That's awesome. Substack gave me a check mark. And That's I was cool. like, I just log in one day and I look and I'm like, I hover over it and it goes, it says hundreds of paid supporters. And I'm That's like, sick. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So, yeah. Of course, my, of course, my friend Curtis Yarvin has thousands of paid <laughs> Gotta get, to, gotta get to his level. But, um, I like Substack a lot. I write there three times a week. If you're a libertarian, 
I try not to go after libertarians. I did release one today that went after the Cato Institute. But they don't count. Yeah. <laughs> they don't count. Because the Cato Institute just basically fudges their um, their immigration numbers so much. And they've, yeah. been, they've finally been caught. You know, Oh, good. They've been caught in it, but you know, I have some facts in there that you will you'll see what they what they leave out to the tune of hundreds of billions of dollars that of is course. going to to illegals. Um and um so that and myself and a bunch of uh content creators more to the right side of the spectrum started something called the old glory club. So if you go to YouTube, you go to Substack, put in old glory club. A um, bunch of us, Dave, the distributist, um, got a libertarian in there, uh, radical liberation. Um, and Paul Fahrenheit, who's been on my show, um, it's just a, a really good group of people who are trying to talk about what America was and promoting what America was and promoting trying to educate people on what we used to be. And I think that's really important because I think there still are a lot of people out there in the public who want that, who want America to be, to return to what it is. And I think that culturally we can, culturally we can, you know, technology has really fucked us up a lot. I yeah. think we know that yeah. you know, anyone who's read uncle Ted knows that <laughs> yeah, yeah. technology is not going away. It's, yeah, got to ch- got to change what's going on up here. Yeah, I agree. You made me feel good at the end of this conversation. I was all <laughs> negative going in, and I feel better, dude. Dude, Pete, you're the fucking man. Uh, I love you. Thank you again. Thanks for coming on. Everybody else, peace out. Again, come see me on the road. I'm getting the road hard in March, so coming out uh, and go listen to Cult of Us. Everybody, it's been awesome. Thank you, Pete. Again, thank you, the man. Everybody else, bye. Thanks for listening. Find Adam on social media, Twitter and IG at Adam Nutter or Facebook and TikTok at Adam Nutter Comedy. And for podcasts and merch, check out www.droptent.com. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so you never miss an episode. This has been a Drop Tent Media Production.